Big Balls Bob. Not to be confused with Tiny Balls Todd. I do have a body. It's very fantastic. Uh, more of a temple, really, than a body. I can't tell if he's doing a bit or not. I'm glad you brought that, that point up because... Todd's a pussy. It's right next to Todd's OnlyFans. It's, Todd's, it's on the internet. Yeah, Todd's not dumb. I tried to get in a high honest English class once and they called my parents and were like, hey, just tell him he can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it shows. It really shows. I'm a dumbass and I'm sorry. The first time you've been let out of mom's basement, right? Oh, no, I'm still in mom's basement, actually. <laughs> I hate you guys so much. I'm going to throw these two guys into the screen so that... If I die, they can carry on the legacy of crap that is this show. Good evening, Packer fans. Welcome into another edition of Lombardi's Bar. I'm your bartender, Dan Kotnick. Thank you for joining us today. Has a win, a Green Bay Packers win, wanted to make you drink more than Sunday? I mean, this is this might not be my first spotted cow of the evening. I'll just say that. Uh, we are Lombardi's Bar, and we are brought to you by our friends at Lakefront Brewery. Lakefront Brewery is one of Wisconsin's largest craft breweries. Since its founding in 1987, the brothers Russ and Jim Kilch, Lakefront has earned numerous awards and created many industry firsts. Currently, Lakefront Brewery offers more than 20 different beers in 30 states and several countries. Lakefront's brewery tours are also among the most popular in the United States with over 100,000 guests taking the tour yearly. Unlike most brewery tours, Lakefront was one of the first to offer beer before, during, and after the tour. Brewing flavorful, high-quality craft beer has been their passion for over 30 years. They'd love to tell you their story over a pint and a tour the next time you're in Milwaukee. So visit lakefrontbrewery.com to schedule your tour today. Speaking of today, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got this whatever the heck that was on Sunday against the Bengals. And it's hate week. Bears. Packers. Or Packers-Bears, as I should say. Let, let's let's get these two guys in to discuss the, the, the correct order. Jimmy Christensen, Todd Varney. Guys, is it Bears-Packers or Packers-Bears? Packers-Bears. Yeah, Packers-Bears. It, it comes off the tongue better. It sounds better. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bear, Packers. It's hard to even say. Does yeah. it? Because Bears-Packers, that, that is... That's in alphabetical order. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that screams out to me. It's alphabetical. But it just Darnell Mooney. What are you doing here? I'm just saying. No, it's Packers Bears. Yeah, it's Packers. I'm a word. I'm a word file, and I'm a wordsmith. Then you should know it's Packers Bears. I just like how. So when you do when you do Ohio State Michigan, do you say Michigan first since it's since it starts with an M? No, it's Michigan because there's no M's. So then you say Michigan first since it. Starts with an I then technically? No, actually, actually, you know what it is? It's Ohio State versus that team up north. Mm, okay. Sounds like made up stuff here because you're losing this debate. Yep. Absolutely. Do we have I a drink special? It, we do have a drink special. <laughs> Would you guys like to hear it? Yeah. No, nah, I'm just gonna get a water. <laughs> oh wait Sparkling. look at this already dan yeah you know why because i went out and i bought myself a new mic and i bought myself an actual webcam oh okay okay maybe impressive. i need to start investing a little bit more impressive ty gets to kick me in the nuts because i told him i was gonna buy a green screen and or camera completely forgot about that because i said hey if i don't do this you can kick me in the nuts of course ty was a jerk and didn't remind me until today and he said hey did you buy this i was like shit 
And so now you didn't tell me to remind you. You simply said, if I don't do this by the end of the week, you can kick me in the nuts. Yeah, I didn't do it. Yeah, I, I'm right off of eight mile. That's that's my eight mile name. Detroit Dapper Dan. Oh, that's, that's what they getting kicked what, in the nuts. That's it's what like... they call me. No, I was <laughs> I was not <laughs> I was not addressing that at all. We do have a drink special, Nick, if you want to throw it up here for everybody. It's the Crosby Teeny. The Crosby Teeny. Uh, just a regular martini with some very gray, very like super ultra gray goose vodka. And instead of vermouth, we'll splash in a little monster energy drink in there to really get your heart racing. Because that's exactly what Crosby did to me for about a half hour on Sunday. I honestly can't remember. The last time a Green Bay Packer win made me feel like that. The the ebbs and flows, you know? Like that that 49ers game was stressful. But this was this was something completely different. This was like cartoon level stressful. Yeah, it was it was horrible. Like, I don't know. After he missed one, I was like, okay, he got out of the system, whatever, we'll be we'll bounce back. Cause even after he missed the PAT, he still hit field goals. And then right. apparently when it was crunch time, Mason forgot he's one of the best kickers in the NFL and just uh, decided not to make it. Todd, actually, I hate to say this because it hurts coming out of my mouth, but Todd had a really good point in our group text on Sunday. For sure. Definitely. You don't remember it, do you? Of course I do. I want to know if you remember it. About, about him being worried about the right side of the line? Absolutely. Are you going to expand on this? I, multiple, multiple, I thought you were. He's trying to lob the ball you. up for you. You big dumb idiot. I brought I, it hey, up for you. Hey, if I said something smart, tell the people about it. I, did, I don't want to talk, you'd my, expand I don't on wanna talk myself about it. No, he was pulling it left because he knew that the rush was going to come from the right side. And Bob Tunyon just refuses to block anybody on the right side of the field goal. So he was pushing it left and that ultimately made us go to overtime and made Dan probably have two, three heart attacks. A couple of um, some alcohol poisoning. No big deal. Yeah. Just yeah. Not even. <laughs> here's, here's the thing though. Cause it was, it was a, obviously Sunday was crazy for all kickers. Like if you followed the NFL, it was, it was wild, but like it seemed like Every team was having some kind of trouble with the right side of that line. It was all like every time I was watching like a missed field goal, a missed kick, it was always coming from that right side of the line. Is this is this a trend? Are we going to keep seeing this? Is there like some special teams secret that's now been like spread through all of the NFL and we're just going to see this now more and more? Uh, get ready for a competitions. Uh, competition committee rule change this off season <laughs> ding, on how ding, you have ding, to ding. line up to protect or to, to block a field goal. I don't that know. is exactly is there, right. What other thing do you have to, you literally just have to block. Like it, it's not even like they're fast. People are faster now, but like maybe put a hand on them, slow them down a little bit. Like there has to be something you can do in your blocking scheme to stop one side of the line from rushing in. What they're doing is they're overloading that side of the line. So Bob Tunyon on being the, the end protection guy there has to make a choice and either block the inside guy, which is 
by rule how you're taught to to block on that or take the fast guy that's trying to get outside. And that's what you're seeing a lot more teams do is just overload that side and make that guy commit to one or the other. Just put two hands on, one on each, and just let them run you over. That'll slow them down a little bit. Honestly, though, I, I'm I'm here for more. I'm here for more blocked kicks. I'm here for more of these of shanked extra points. Like that's what makes the game. I, that adds just another level of excitement, I think, to the game. Does the guy who almost had a heart attack on Sunday watching kicks get missed? Right. It was exciting. You want it was more crazy. of that? I don't know. If it's not Crosby, yeah, I I like it. I was pumped every time homeboy from the Bengals missed two field goals. Like I was so happy. Oh yeah. I was well, that's like, I was, was watching that's because he was watching Mason miss field goals and was like, as a best dude, one of the best kickers in the league right now can't make them. I'm not hitting shit in this stadium. Not a chance. Yeah. <laughs> my own my own stadium. He's gonna kick it and think he made it. It just won't go in. Perfect highlight clip of him. I'm celebrating Lambo. when he thought that he, when he thought he won, when he banged it off of the the flag, up at the yeah. top there, that was awesome. Perfect highlight moment. I did not get tired of seeing that on uh, on football in America. If this was and any, it, if it was any other kicker though, like not going against the Packers, I would have felt bad. But since he was going against the Packers, I, was like, oh, fuck off, dude. Sorry. I don't know. I don't know if I would have felt bad. <laughs> yeah, it it's funny. funny. It, it's, it's funny, funny either see. way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's funny, but you're still like, oh, dude, you're gonna be. If this was the NBA, you'd be on Shaq and a fool. But that I live for that. I live for Shaq and a fool. I live for more. I want to see more kickers embarrassed, like Rodrigo Blankenship, Jimmy's alter ego. Yeah. On Monday night, he missed like two or three field goals, just completely wide, and to see him like have to like push his little glasses up and just like and walk over with like his one bar helmet with that look of dejection on his face. Like I look like this in the NFL and I've, I've failed at the one thing they've brought me in here for. I don't it, appreciate though, that you said, I look like this in the NFL, like so meanly. And you compared him to how I look. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, the Jimmy, you were professional it's football the glasses. <laughs> fuck off, Todd. Also, Dan, you too. You joined the fuck off train. <laughs> it is, it is crazy though. That Jimmy has a doppelganger in the NFL and MLB. Because Who's my MLB one, Joe Kelly. Oh, homeboy that did the lips, like yeah. Look at you knowing <laughs> baseball. Yeah, dude, I Incredible know all incredible stuff. Yeah, I, someone taught me it. I taught him everything he knows. <laughs> all right, you guys want uh, you guys want to buy a round, courtesy of Lakefront. Let's do it. All right, show for show. Let's jump into this. Uh, Jimmy, who are you buying around for? Uh, this week, he I almost picked him last week, but I have to go with Devondre Campbell. It is a weird feeling being a Packer fan and also watching a linebacker that is looks to be extremely competent and a very good linebacker. And even as Roger said, I think it was to MVS on the sideline, like how the hell is he someone that was on the street? Like how is he a free agent? He's He's – done great in his first uh, five games with the Packers, 48 tackles, two interceptions, three pass breakups, one tackle for loss, one fumble recovery. Um, I don't know. I don't remember feeling this way about a linebacker for a very long time. I know Todd felt this way when we had Blake Martinez, um, but I did not quite get Stop there it. as Todd did. But no, I love 
Devondre Campbell, you can have whatever you want. The Grey Goose, that the Crosby teeny, but without the monster, because I don't want to give you a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, we'll save, we'll save the, we'll save, we'll give him the vermouth and the Crosby teeny. So it's just a, it's just a regular martini at that point. Um, but the point, the point remains about Devondre Campbell is the guy's quietly been a beast in the middle of the field there. And uh, it's, it's just a present, like just having that presence there, a veteran presence in the middle of the field that is, even if, even if he wasn't getting the interceptions, like playing the way that he is outside of that is exactly what you want out of your middle linebacker. And, and he, he's just, he's lived up to the bill. It's, it's fantastic to see. We can't say enough about him each week. Uh, Todd, who are you buying around for? Uh, I'm going to go with cousin Devante, not only for his 200 yard performance in Cincinnati, which Blows my mind that that was his first 200-yard yes. game. Yeah. I was so surprised when I said that was the first time he hit that. Like, he – I think he's went 190-plus a couple of times. Um, but to not have 200 was wild. But also because of his press conference today in which he was asked about the Packers-Bears rivalry. And he said, I hate everybody I play against. So, like I said last week – when I go out there, I try to murder you. They'll get the same treatment this week. <laughs> like, absolutely. That's not a linebacker. That's not a strong safety. That's a wide receiver. That sounds like some Ray Lewis shit. Like, yeah. I hate oh, yeah. every... Well, Ray Lewis was probably trying to murder people, but that's yeah. different. Just hey, a couple know. times. A couple times. <clears throat> he was he wasn't charged um, or wasn't found guilty anyways, but... Convicted? Um, never convicted. Never convicted. Uh, but no, I mean, that for a wide receiver to like, I'm just out here to murder people. What dude. And he does. Yeah. yeah. It's, I don't know. Maybe him not getting that contract. Like he wanted before the season, just put a ridiculous chip on his shoulder, but he has been, it seems more, he was more out, more outspoken in press conferences. He seems like he has more of an edge to him now where he just really like, he said his press conference, he's going out there trying to kill people, just murder their defense. And even though he's getting double teamed, we saw this this week. It's not like he was beating single coverage. He was getting double teamed, and he still just somehow racked up 200 yards. Yeah, it's and it's not even just this game. It's been all season, basically, where he's been the number one option. He's been pretty much the bulk of this whole offense. And like Jimmy said, like teams are keying on him. They're double, triple, like they're fading the safety over every time. And they still can't do anything about it. Like he's still getting 200 yards. That's insane. And like 300 targets a game. It's impressive. Right. <laughs> well, and that's everybody that is complaining that like they're not using anybody else. One, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But two, Devonte Adams should be your first read on every passing play. Right. And if he's open, then you go to your first target. Like that's, that's why he's the first option. If it's not there, then you go to your second and third reads. Well, if your first read's there, go with it. And I don't know that there's been a play that he hasn't been open on. Yeah. There's also, there's been a lot of, uh, someone, I think I sent it to you, Todd. There, Alan Lazard gets ignored a lot, though. Like, there are open players. Yeah. Even Aaron Jones was ignored, and they took a shot down to Robert Tunyon. Like, those are the times where I think the frustration adds up to where it's like, dude, clearly somebody else is open. But then that's where, like, are you too fixated on Adams? Like, for sure, be your first read. 
fuck it, go back to him for your third read. But at some point, you got to do the easier throw. And I guess shit, like he's making the throw, so you can't complain. But there's going to be a time where those throws aren't going to happen and they're not going to be completed to where it's like, but homeboy was just wide open and you ignored him. So I think that's where like the frustration is actually warranted. Yeah, as I was going to say is like it doesn't feel like th- this game in particular, it didn't feel like those games in the past, like the Chargers, like the Bucks, where the offense was trying to be forced through Devonte, and that's in like, and it wasn't working. And that's when you had all these problems, like nothing seem, it, it doesn't seem like a lot of it's being like forced, forced in there to Devonte Adams. Like you said, he's been open. He's been like, he's been the first option because he's actually there. Not because you're trying to get him involved in the offense. It just feels very natural. It feels very like, you know, it just feels very fluid. It doesn't feel, doesn't feel rigid and forced. Um, I like Iowa Joe's conspiracy theory though, that Rogers is just doing this to, um, to boost up Adams, Adams cost when, when he needs a a new contract at the end of the year. (laughs) Gotta look out for your boy. Yeah. I mean, there's something to it. The, the thing with the NFL contracts, though, is it's not like he's just going to absolutely blow DeAndre Hopkins' uh, contract out of the water. I mean, it's going to be maybe a million a year more than that at the most. Yeah. Um, so regardless of how well Devontae plays this year or doesn't, I mean, if he decided I'm not going to play until next year for whatever reason, he's still going to be – the highest paid wide receiver when he signs his next contract. So yes and no, I think a little bit of it is Rogers. It, it might be more Rogers and Devonte wanting to send a message to the front office of like, we're this good and you're going to let us go. Good yeah. job. Good job. Do you think there are general managers who are going to look at it differently than uh Goody does where it's like really Hopkins isn't, he didn't sign the highest paid contract. Like he got an extension after he got traded. Do you think every GM is going to have that like standpoint with him? Like, no, this would make you the highest paid. Or do you think there'll be some that are like, no, we'll give you 29 shit. Who cares? Cause that's what it is, right? It's like Hopkins is 28 but, or 27, 28, just because of that extension he signed. Yeah. It's, and that's, I think where the hangup was, what they were saying with Devante's contract uh, yeah. talks this, this summer was, if you if you look at Hopkins contract with the initial years that were on there, it's like 21 or 22 a year, I think. But just the extension itself is like 27. Yeah. So I think Devante wants more than 27 a year. And I don't know that he's going to get that in Green Bay. Yeah. Hey, Nick, can you add um, this comment as one of our bar bets? The one you just had up, will Adams have more that's receiving yards yeah. than Fields has passing yards? That good account? idea. I'm that's, on it that's already. A, that's a good, that's a good bar bet. Thank you, brotherhood. That's a good one. Um, all right, guys. Uh, negatives. Who needs to pay the tab this week? Todd. Um, well, thanks. I just said I was typing something. So thanks for going to me. I thought, I uh, thought you told I thought you were telling Nick. I thought I, we told that's Jimmy. We said, Jimmy the- was telling Nick and I said, I'm already on it, but no, I'll go uh, pay the tab. The inventor of the field goal. I hate him. I don't know why we're doing it. 
It's another reason for another kicker to be on the team. I love you, Mason Crosby. We don't need punters. We don't need kickers unless they can do something else. Pretty for sure the love of God, window. stop with this. <laughs> All right, Nick. I respect it. I respect Nick, it. Nick, don't do any more typing if you're typing. Find out who invented the field goal. Who, intru- <laughs> who introduced the field goal into the league? Nick's not typing because I took care of it as I stated I was doing just before you decided – to make me have to go first on that one. But I'm, I mean, look, I'm a multifaceted human being. I can handle it all. What else you got for yeah, me? Yeah, you can handle it all while you just bitch about it. Shut up, Jimmy. I've had <laughs> enough of you already. All this right. Is, this is day four of recording with you in a row. I'm sick of it, okay? We got a fucking another one tomorrow, so get used to it. <laughs> um, I'm just going to hop in now. My pay the tap, the Fox cameraman. That yeah. after Darnell Savage whiffed on that ball to uh, Jamar Chase, and they just zoomed into Kevin King, and he just got blasted on Twitter for a little bit <laughs> yeah. until they showed, like, oh, wait, he wasn't involved in that play at all. At all. So, come on. Like, I get it. Usually when a big play like that happens, like, oh, Kevin King did something, but he wasn't even involved, and he just got shit on for no apparent reason. It- it honestly, I, I like, I'm not, I'm not happy that it happened to Kevin King, but it would have been really funny if they, if they have Jamar Chase run into the end zone, and then they have a live shot of Kevin King standing on the ends, standing in on the sideline with like his helmet <laughs> off, <laughs> just like, look at this son of a bitch. <laughs> I, honestly, when they showed Kevin King, I was super shocked because Savage had really good closing speed on that ball, and I was like. Kevin King can't close like right. that. What the hell? Where did that come from? And then they showed him, and I was like, "Like, well, right. Kevin King made actually he, he was in a, the right well, place yeah, at I'm the not, right time." I'm not mad about that play anymore, Kevin. Good job. <laughs> I had to. I seriously, my I my dad calls me after that play, and he's like, "LF Kevin King, this, this, and this, this," and I'm like, "It's not King." And I like go back and forth. He's like, "Are you sure?" It's like I swear it was that guy. I swear, like I saw the number. And then I show send him send him the gif of like the little dots, you know, like the little dot play that they show of of where everybody's going. And I'm like, look, right there, Kevin King is 30 yards away. And his response is just, I still hate Kevin King. There's <laughs> still Kevin King's man. It's still Kevin King. Savage, wor- Savage shouldn't have had to cover him. Yeah. Kevin King should be on that guy. The worst part though is like King didn't even have like he was playing with the bad shoulder all game before said, and he still did not have a bad game. He actually made a couple tackles in the beginning, which I think actually hurt his shoulder. And then he somehow finished most of the game, but it wasn't a bad Kevin King game. He just no, still got shit on. Yeah. yeah. Kevin King, like the best game that he can play is the one you don't know he's playing in. Yep. If they don't say his name, if at the end of the game you go, was Kevin King out again today? I thought, I thought he practiced this week. Is he not playing? Perfect. That means he, he did his job. And didn't destroy anything. He is now an, an like interior offensive lineman. It's interior offensive lineman and Kevin King. As long as you don't hear their name, they've had yep. a great game. Yep. Yeah, we Phenomenal. we did learn the names of Isaac Yadam and uh, Shamar Jean Charles because those two both got planted into the ground of Paul Brown Stadium a couple times, especially on that last uh, that last touchdown there by Joe Mixon. I I think that was Jean Charles that yeah like literally is now a, a house plant at the five yard line of Paul Brown stadium, because it was, that was bad. It was so bad. Yeah. I think he's still looking for his jock strap on that one. That was uh yeah. that was not a good look. Yeah. 
According to producer Nick, the field goal has always been a part of of football since the beginning. So who invented football, Nick? That's you have to take this to the Sorry. next logical. I just watched Nick's thing face in the little <laughs> box, and he said he just did this. <laughs> like, God damn it, guys! Was it like was it Newt Rockney or Pop Warner? Like one of those two? Kurt Warner. Kurt was Warner? it him? Teddy Roosevelt. All right, Todd. Who is your pay the tag? You already said it, it. Dan. Who is I already? Me? That's did. why I'm the damn bartender. Well, then fucking go with it. I was. You took. You took the mantle. You Who's ran. You took the baton and ran. Uh, here it is. See, yeah, Quincy v field goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. has to be. Has to be right. That's <laughs> spot on. Thank you, Matt. My pay the tab is Matt Lafleur. Again, just a couple. No, a couple more sequences of just like terrible play sequencing. And the one, the one that I talked about on on uh, on Pack a Day on Tuesday, the one that drove me up a freaking wall was after you get the interception in overtime, you are inside the twenty yard line with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams completely in sync all day long, and a field goal kicker, yes, in Mason Crosby, who's won you a lot of games, but for some reason today is not playing well, not up to snuff. He's got the yips. Go down, score the damn touchdown, and be done with it. Or at least try. But two, we... two runs up the middle when they have nine people on the line of scrimmage is just signaling I'm ready to kick the field goal. If you're gonna if you're gonna kick the field goal, then just kick the field goal on first down. I don't know. We our our offense, yes we had Rogers and Devontae doing well that game. But we also are not very good in the red zone. Like we had that big shot down to Devontae that turned into nothing. And we had that big um that big run by Aaron Jones that didn't turn into a touchdown. Like our red zone or gold zone, as they called it last year, is not living up to standard that they set. Like, I, I know, I know. I, I just I would like to see I would like to see them just try a little bit more. And I think, I mean, well, you know what? That Jimmy, that kind of speaks to the broader sense of it. The whole the whole red zone offense with Matt Lafleur. When, once they get down into that red zone or gold zone, the play sequencing becomes very bland. Like there's not much more. There's no real creativity to it. Like go, you mentioned that bomb to Devonte Adams, and they stall out there on the goal line again. Like the play sequence in there, I just you roll out to the left and you're trying to throw an out to to Randall Cobb like three yards. I just. I, I want to go back to the the inventive, fun stuff, the movement, and everything that I just I ha, I don't see anymore. You know, so br- bring it back, Matt Lafleur. You've lost that love and feeling. <laughs> well, we need. So he made a good point too, where like Tanyan's playing like he is pedestrian, and I think part of it is last year all of his touchdowns seemed to be completely wide open because they just forgot he was a human on the field. This year, it's not like that. He had his, what, 10, 11 touchdowns last year. Like, they're yeah. focusing on him more. We need that next person to step up and be, Adams is going to get his, but we need, that could be a place where Cobb steps up and now finally having a slot guy. Maybe, I don't know, MBS, but he's not much of a red red zone threat either. I don't know. It's, someone has to figure something out because it's not, it's clearly not working. Well, that, that's clearly. what the coach is for. <laughs> Fuck off, Todd. <laughs> I'm still waiting to see. I okay, Nick. That doesn't tell me who invented 
football. It just says that Rutgers and Princeton played the first college football game. So Rutgers There's and a Princeton. name in there, Walter I, Camp. Oh, I couldn't see. I couldn't see that. Okay. I couldn't see that because I stopped reading to throw the way. Would you just chill out and actually read what's in the private chat once in a while? Yeah, stop doing the show and read that eight paragraph or that eight sentence paragraph. You could have honestly, Nick, you could have just said it was Walter Camp. I didn't I didn't need I didn't need everything else. I I asked I asked you a simple question. Who invited who invented football? And you gave me a book report. And I just want the one name. Listen, producer who is Nick Walter Camp. Producer Nick's copy and paste skills are unmatched. <laughs> There's nobody that can copy and paste. He's that guy, he's got a that paragraph from the internet faster stuff. than Nick. Half the time it has their answer. Half of the time it just creates more questions. You don't know. <laughs> All right. I think that's a good stopping point. Let's let's step aside for a break quick. When we come back, we'll have more of Lombardi's Bar. We'll take a look at the Bears game this week. Also, some bar bets, drunk tweet of the week, everything else coming up on the other side of the break. You're watching Lombardi's Bar. Welcome back in. I I realized once we were at the break there, I read the wrong intro, the wrong uh, sponsor for our intro. While we yeah. do love our friends at Lakefront Brewery, who are the friend or our sponsors of Buy Around, we have to send a shout out to our friends at Our Tech Ventures. The goal at Our Tech Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artech Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. Visit artechventures.com for more info. That's how you get all of the plugs in there, gentlemen. Uh, before we jump into more of this, I want to uh, pimp out our best bar contest, our best Packer Bar in America contest. Nick, if, the gra- if we still have the graphic up, I don't remember if it's still in here or not. But we are over 500 votes submitted for our best (laughs) Packer bar in America. 470 Um, of those are from Matt Pickett. Yeah. I was going to say, because we definitely don't have 500 listeners. I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I I know Matt's, I know Matt is watching. I saw him in here earlier. Matt and his team down there at, uh, at Max in Covington, Kentucky. I thought we're going to run away with this thing. Um, there is another Packer bar that has actually got a substantial lead on Matt Pickett's bar down there. Um, Sapphires in Goose Creek, South Carolina, oh. has had over 200 unique votes submitted in, into our voting into our voting portal. There, Hold, I, there might be confusion. 
Is I Sapphire's a strip think, club? The people, I, mean, I, believe, I think people think it's a strip club. Like, I I guess we have to. Sorry. I'll tell Des, like, sorry. <laughs> we have to go to the strip club for the Packer game. It was voted on. All the all the strippers wear Packer bikinis. It's super classy. <laughs> hey, I'm those already jeans, here, guys. Bikinis. Yeah. John's been there for a while. <laughs> oh, Welcome yeah. to Sapphire's Diamond. Can we get Diamond to the stage next, please? Diamond to the stage. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's make some noise and two for dollar drinks. $25 couch dances. Let's hear from Miranda. Uh, Matt, I'm pretty sure um, Max is sitting at about 180. And uh, and Sapphire's last I saw, I think, was about at about like 220 something. So oh, spread the spread the word, everybody. Oh, there'll like. be some spreading at Sapphire's, that's for sure. Ew. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this weekend, guys. Hate week, week six against the Bears. Um, what are you most excited for this week? What are we looking forward to the most this week against uh, the first time against the Chicago Bears? Jimmy? Uh, I think the biggest thing is going to be the Packers offensive line against the Bears defensive line. Uh, we still don't have Bakhtiari for this game. Hopefully, Josh. So Josh Meyer and Elton Jenkins both practice. So having them will be a huge step up. Um, the people that filled in have done, have done well, but you still want your best guys out there and going against the team. They have the second best uh, quarterback pressure behind the the Browns. So this is a talented defensive line. Khalil Mack had a huge game last week. Granted it was against a team that traded him. So he had a little extra energy against the Raiders, but it's rivalry week. That's just as big. So uh, I, yeah, it's going to be slowing down that defensive line. We can pick apart their secondary. Just have to keep Mack and Hicks off, uh, off our back. And Floyd, right? Floyd's on their team now too. No, Floyd is uh, he's Rams. Floyd's a Ram. Quinn, no. Quinn's on the team. Yeah, Quinn, and they've got Roquan Smith. That's starting to become his his old self again, or, or you know, transforming into his, his better self again. Um, yeah, rivalry. Um, Todd, what are you most excited for this week? Uh, Rashawn Gary going up against whatever pieces of shit they put on the field and call <laughs> offensive linemen because their offensive line is garbage. Rashawn Gary has had pressures. He's been just manhandling people, but he hasn't quite gotten to that point yet. Uh, and I, I think this week he is going to absolutely, we were talking about Devonta Adams murdering people. There's a solid chance. Justin Fields ends up in a body bag on Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you watch you watch that Cleveland game from a couple weeks ago, and I, I know I know that it's I know that it's completely different because they've they're running Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney out there, but man, I I who's the who's that left tackle? I doesn't matter the turnstile. Yeah, I mean, as, as Todd said, piece of shit. So yeah, um, the way like and and this is and this is that goes back to my. Um, Wait, I don't think I bought. I don't think I did my. I don't think I did my buy around because my buy around was for Joe Barry. I don't think you did buy. Oh, I, you did your pay it set. Yeah, I don't think you did your buy around. No, I don't think I did my buy around. Joe Barry. It's Joe Barry. Let's move on. It's Joe Barry <laughs> and Joe Barry. Joe Barry's been <laughs> dialing up some very ass. unique, very fun blitzes and coverages the last couple games, and so I'm very interested to see how he attacks his first like truly. I mean, this is really the first truly mobile quarterback that he's 
going up against like Jared Goff, like maybe a little bit, but like Justin Fields is Justin Field yeah. is just completely different. I'm sorry, Jared Goff, mobile quarterback. I said a little bit. I was trying to just, he's the most, he's probably the most mobile out of all of them that they've played so far, right? Jameis that Winston. Doesn't, doesn't mean he's a mobile quarterback. I said a little bit. I didn't call him a mobile Not quarterback. Even. Shades, he's pe- it's peppered in there. Yeah, Tom Brady's a pretty mobile quarterback too. Yeah, I mean, compared to people that, don't have use of their legs. Tom Brady is very mobile. Yeah. Remember when Peyton Manning was around? He was super mobile. Look, uh-huh. I'm saying compared to the guys that they've played, they've played Big Ben for Christ's sake. Compared to him, Jared Goff is a little bit more mobile than Big Ben. So, yeah, he is a little bit mobile. Compared to an actual rocket launcher, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have arm strength. <laughs> it's the, you, no, no, no. No, I, no, look, Jimmy. Yeah. Don't, Don't ask him for help. Don't ask him for help. <laughs> I'm on Todd. Jared Goff has no mobility. I was trying, to, I was trying the best to throw one. it to your matchup, Jimmy, and I forgot oh. they were already talked to you. Yet. <laughs> you, you both. This is why I'm the bartender, he says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you tell damn. me that that doesn't drop panties. Don't tell me that you look at that and you're thinking about staying in the relationship that you're in. That's God, a homewrecker right there. I'm just waiting for your wife to come in and hit you. Yeah. No, she'll Who's watch this. You some, dropping? She'll watch this at some point tomorrow. She literally today she was watching our episode from last week, and I'm on a conference call, and I just hear from the other room just like these weird bits of laughter. And I'm I came in and like, what are you listening to? I assumed like one like one of our podcasts. She's like, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. God. I'm what I'm most excited for to watch is our linebackers, especially Devondre Campbell against Justin Fields, because as we just pointed out, Justin Fields, a mobile quarterback, dude can scoot. If you play that four four man rush, everyone fall back kind of defense like you were against uh, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields is going to tear you up at times. So you've got to you've got to be able to contain, and I think it all falls on the shoulders of those those linebackers. Contain the pocket, don't let him scoot around, and when he does escape the pocket, attack. I make him force him to throw the ball down the field and make the cornerbacks cover, but don't let him. Don't sit back there and wait and wait and wait because he'll he's he's a big strong dude. He'll bully over if he wants to. Yeah. So kill him. The 49ers did a cool or like a great strategy against Kyler Murray when they played and just got a lot of pressure up the middle, making him leave the pocket earlier than he wanted to. And I think that'll be the secret too with Justin Fields. We have the athletic people on the side with Preston and um, on the outside with Preston Rashawn. Like if you can get that pressure up the middle, you have the weapons there to stop him. Jair being out is obviously huge because we are going against Allen Robinson. Mooney is pretty good. Um, but yeah, we have to get pressure. It, it's this every fucking week we say this. But getting pressure on these quarterbacks, we're facing someone who we saw what happened when he played the the Browns and there was a pressure on him. Like he couldn't do shit. He had what, 29 yards? And then he had his breakout game last week. I'm stealing this from Todd of 100 yards. Like he's not 111. Sorry, my fault. 111 yards. Heck of a guy. Um, But yeah, getting pressure on him, it's going to be a game changer. Um, Speaking of of linebackers, is Jalen Smith playing this week? 
Hopefully. That's a great question. The only kind I ask. Well, I've heard a couple dumb ones. Shut the f- Jimmy. <laughs> yes. I have no idea. I say I say why not? Put him out there and just in a blitzing situation. Yeah. Run straight. It's pretty easy. Right. Yeah. You think we'll see him at edge at all? Maybe I asked this last week. I don't remember. But he, we will probably see him outside a little bit since there's so many injuries there. I guess you'd have to imagine that he probably gets in there at some point, right? I mean, he's an athletic freak. Why not? Let him yeah, do whatever right. he wants to. Fuck it. Put him at corner. Tell Jair take the season off. <laughs> to take it. Let let him let him take over the coverages for Preston Smith. Yeah. Hey, we haven't seen him out. <laughs> this is a great great adjustment Joe Barry has made. Yeah. Uncle Bob makes a raises a great point. Campbell needs a cool nickname. Hmm. So far, all of ours that we've given have been related to a penis. So we gotta think of is it. Is it D's nuts? I, I was gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say chunky, like chunky soup. Campbell's chunky soup. Are you body shaming right now, dude? That's pretty fucked up, man. No. Not not cool, Dan. Not Are you? Cool. You're let's get a body you're shaming. Let's talk about me, his nuts. You're asking the person that that inhabits this body is body shaming anybody. <laughs> I want to just. I want to clarify that that's the path you're trying to take us down right now. <laughs> well, are you? You didn't clarify if your body... <laughs> no, I'm not. I love, I love the human form. I love I love Devondre Campbell's human body. It's a Ooh, great how body. How much you love it? Mm, tell Talk me a little more. As much yeah. as I love Campbell's chunky soup. Do you love that a lot? I don't really yes, know your I, preference. I, I've never, seen you, eat, I've never seen you eat yeah. soup, so I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Campbell's chunky soup. <laughs> all right all right you, you started up a new survivor league i did start up a new survivor league uh nick the 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 link should be in the the show notes if you want to throw that up into the chat for everybody to to jump in and join it's i've i thought of a great name because the first one was just lombardi's bar survivor pool this one is group two electric boogaloo so <laughs> Come join Group 2 Electric Boogaloo. And uh, that means that we're all starting up picks again. So everyone's back on the board. Everyone's making picks. All teams are available. I'll start off. I'm My pick is the Los Angeles Rams this week over the New York Giants. The New York Giants kicked me out of my original actual survivor pool that is worth money. Um, hmm. So now I feel the need to pick against them every single week. And uh, I just think, I think the Rams are just going to absolutely destroy him. Uh, I think Todd's typing. So Jimmy, do you want to, do you want to give a pick? <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, damn. That's when I was going to go with, I am going to go with the, the Buccaneers over the Philadelphia Eagles. They got to win last week, but again, the Buccaneers are just a dominant team. Only Timmy lost. who's a Ram. So I think I'm good there. Oh, I'm picking the third, the Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. Is that in wait? Is that in Philly? I think that's in Philly. Good picking the road, the road team on Thursday night. That's yep. So I think the last dangerous now I, I regret the, it, but it's too late. I think the last time the Bucks were on the road on Thursday night was the infamous uh for the fourth down uh game against the Bears. Todd, who are you picking in uh in the survivor pool? Uh, you know, I realize we can take the same ones. Um, yeah. Oh, Ken? Not anymore. You already said it. Uh, in the spirit <laughs> of of competition, 
I'm going to go a different route because I do like that Rams game. I'm going to go with the Packers, though. Ooh, spicy. Whoa. Elaborating? Yeah, no, I shouldn't have to. They're playing the fucking Bears. Yeah, we. I mean, we have talked about it for the last forty minutes. So I think we're good. I don't. Does doesn't this this Bears team kind of feels like those early Matt Stafford Lions teams that had like no and Dominican Sue on defense and Darius Slay and Matt Stafford just like too young to realize how bad he or mediocre he actually is. And so he just comes out here and gives the Packers Sorry, an actual. Matt Stafford game. mediocre. He is completely mediocre. Yes, that's an absolute that's lie. Not true. That's not true. He's just you just don't average. like Matt Stafford. That's the thing. You have like a personal. You don't like him, so you don't want. You just say he's I don't. Mediocre. I don't like him, and I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. He's a really good quarterback. He, he's a really good quarterback. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Is he top five in the league? Uh, well, top five is a feeling. <laughs> top five is a feeling. But honestly, he's he's close. He's top ten for sure. Yeah, definitely. And he has been. To, I would say he's been top. He's been close to top five throughout his career. It's not like he's been up and down. He's always been a very good quarterback. If he was on any other team, he would be like he would have way more hype. He was always on the fucking shitty yeah. Lions. And if I had wheels, I'd be a fucking wagon. But he wasn't. He's been a mediocre quarterback. And that and that's all he is. That's all he'll ever be. He's been a good quarterback on a very mediocre franchise. He's been. I think, he's been. He's been a good quarterback this year because he has actual players and a system that would allow. Weird. It's almost like a quarterback, quarterback isn't the whole fucking team. <laughs> right. Exactly. That. But that's not helping your case at all. If you put Jordan Love into that offense. Would you say he's a great quarterback, or would you say that it's the system? I think he's, can't both I, things be true. Can't you be a great quarterback and yes, be in a but, great system? But but what I'm saying is that this has been his best year in a in a in a system that is the most beneficial to quarterbacks. Before and then, he has he's, so he's in a competent offense with weapons, right? So that might that that's probably helping a quarterback that was already really good. Or maybe it helps mask how bad of a quarterback he actually is. No, if he went, if there were anybody else in the world that was saying he was a bad quarterback, yes, I, I might. Time to dry out, brother. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> in two, he's had a season with five thousand yards, forty-one touchdowns, sixteen interceptions. Because he has to throw Madden numbers around. He's not a good quarterback. He's a pat stat, a stat patter, pad statter, stab a pat, 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 pat. No, let's get to the James Winston is like that. Matthew Stafford, no, he didn't Stafford have a, th- is a stat patter. You're a big stupid stat idiot. patter. No, go no. to the week, Nick. Speaking of speaking of people that don't know the worth of other uh, NFL players, I understand that this guy UCF the one USF fan that exists in the world is very clearly trolling our friend of the show and friend of the network MVS. But thought I had to highlight that there's a single person out there thinking that Leonard Fournette is still part of any best wide receiver, running back quarterback tandem. This feels it just feels yeah, like a very a personal shot at MVS, and I wanted to address it. No, I think the guy's just a big dumb Here's idiot. The thing. Yeah. That's Jimmy and I's best friend. 
Right. You come you come for MVS, you get us. So throw that back up there. I need his at. What was that? Some some USF Bulls guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a USF Bulls guy. You know what? I'm just gonna take this out on all Knicks that I know. So producer <laughs> Nick, sorry about it, but that's on you. Yeah, piece of shit. The fuck is Are wrong you gonna, with you, Nick? I was going to say, can you say something else to Nick so I don't look like the asshole song? <laughs> <a piece of laughs> shit. All right, let's get let's wrap up with some bar bets here for the game on Sunday. Uh, wait, Nick, do you want to come on and give – I know you put him in the chat, but do you want to come on and give us the updated uh, bar bet stats where, where, everyone, where everyone's standing right now? Yes, and I had to pull them up because I wasn't expecting you to bring me in. So, well, you uh, could have you could have pulled them up before you came on and, and looked a little bit more confident than. Well, but that's I mean, fine. That's fine. Yeah, Nick, you want to, that's, see, yeah, Nick's yeah, always yeah. fucking it up. It's always a Nick. <laughs> uh, so Jimmy leads uh, with oh. with ten. Could you real quick? Could you remind me who won last season? I just know it wasn't Todd. It was me. <laughs> Back to back, motherfuckers, doing it. Well, there's there's a lot of season left. Shut up, Nick. But it's really at this point, it's really just a competition between you and Dan. Uh, Todd's at negative twenty five, and hey, Dan's don't at negative call it a comeback. And Dan missed a week. <laughs> Sucks so. to suck. Oh ah, see, so Dan should be penalized for missing that week. That yeah. should automatically be negative fifteen for missing a week. Yeah, for sure. Didn't we get bonus points for our who gives a shit answer? Or was that preseason? Pretty sure that was preseason. Ah, fuck. Whatever. I I still think uh, let's vote. Should should Dan have negative fifteen for missing a week? No, I vote fuck yes. That. Yes. I'm the bartender. Oh, there it is. Two, <laughs> two to three or two to one. Two out of three. <laughs> Matt, he's not a math teacher. <laughs> not. He is not a math teacher. <laughs> I am. Two out of three. All right. Justin Fields this week, we mentioned again, he's a mobile quarterback. Does he have a rush longer than 15 yards? Not 15 yards total, but one rush longer than 15 yards from scrimmage, Jimmy. Our Achilles heel is, well, I think we have a few of them, but one of them is mobile quarterbacks. They have always fucked us. Um, So I'm going to go with yes, uh, and Todd's least favorite thing where I don't pick five, I'm going to go three Bakhtiaris. Todd? Um, it's hard because, sure, we're not great against mobile quarterbacks, um, but when you look at a guy as mobile as Jared Goff, he <laughs> had a 26-yard run against this Packers defense. Um, guys just Tend to tend to free up and see a bunch of open space in front of them at least once in the game. I'm gonna go five Bakhtiaris, yes. <laughs> I really like that shot at Dan there. That was a good one. <laughs> he was actually Jared oh, Goff was their leading rusher that day. A little bit mobile. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna that. go I'm gonna go right with Todd. Five Bakhtiaris. Yes. It always happens. It is a guarantee that anytime we play a mobile quarterback, like I'm pretty sure I know Mitchell Trubisky has had rushes over 15 yards against us. They know, they know this defense. They know how this defense plays. I understand it's a different defensive coordinator, but it's a lot of the same guys. 
and the the guys that are new aren't exactly aren't exactly great outside of Campbell, outside of Big Soup. Um, Big Soup, that's his name. That's his nickname, Big Soup. I would not call him Big Soup. That's you have not, to. Not happening. Um, not happening. Yeah, Justin Fields is going to get a rush longer than 15 yards. I think that's a no-brainer. Um, all right, here's uh, one for Mason. Does he miss a field goal? Not an extra point this week, but a field goal. Now, this this could be interpreted as we don't kick any field goals. So if we don't kick any field goals, you would say, no, he doesn't miss a field goal because he never kicked one. So does he miss a field goal this week, Todd? Uh, I'm going to go five Bakhtiaris, no. There are going to be supposed to be winds between 10 and 15 miles an hour on Sunday for the game, uh, but otherwise it's going to be clear and sunny. Mason's kicked in Chicago many times in awful weather and been just fine, uh, and we've seen him bounce off of a, a bad game before. So five Bakhtiaris, no. Just keep it up, Nick. I'm going with, I'm going with Todd. Five Bakhtiaris, no. Make it a clean sweep. Five Bakhtiaris, we're all going. This is the Mason Crosby redemption game. Maybe he even throws a touchdown on a fake. Oh, I hope we get a fake. I want all the I want all the fake and trick plays. Wouldn't that be? But see, Jimmy is a huge fan of fakes. Is <laughs> oh fake? That's a that's a joke about you not being able to please a woman in bed, Jimmy. I got it. I got it. Thank you though. <laughs> this is coming from the guy who said, "Hey, should we have a kid on the show?" I'm glad we're doing. This. <laughs> Kids, plural. Wouldn't this be? Wouldn't this be the perfect week to throw in a fake field goal? Because because it's been three weeks now, three weeks in a row where the kicking game has had issues. You would assume the Bears are coming in here thinking like, oh, like we've got them. This is their tendency. This is what they're going to do. We're going to come right after them. Dan, kill them on the back end. You know Matt Nagy watches this show. You are yeah. giving him inside information. I know. Right now. I'm on to you, Lambo Labo. Yeah, this is really just mad. <laughs> just been some deep fake this whole time. No, yeah, he doesn't miss a field goal this week. Um, the one that was uh, submitted by our fan, our listener question this week: Does Bro, Justin really. Fields have more passing yards than Devonte Adams has receiving yards? Who has more? Jimmy? Um, oh, my gosh. This one is tough. Uh, Todd, what do you think? <laughs> he asked you first. I'm going to go. You know what? Let's go with Dan because yeah, here's the thing. Okay. Because here's the thing. Dan has followed me on all of my answers so far since he found out that he's <laughs> only in front of me by 13 points. So Dan's just going to sit here and play copycat the rest of the season, making sure he doesn't fall behind. So Dan. He's giggling because he knows he's like, yeah. yeah fuck yeah, I was. The thought Shit. crossed my mind at a certain point, yeah. <laughs> I think Devontae Adams, with the game that he had last week, I just don't – I just am very – cautious to say he has more pass or more receiving yards than Justin Fields. But I think that this, I think this bears offense probably ends up working a lot more through 
the ground than it does the air. So I will say Adams has more receiving yards, and I will go three Bakhtiaris. I'm uh, I'm gonna go that Fields has more passing yards because Lafleur mentioned how he wants to establish a run more, and two, we're gonna get a big lead, and the Bears are gonna have to pass a lot to try to catch up to us. So I'm gonna go. Fields has more passing yards than Devontae has receiving yards. Four Bakhtiaris. I'm gonna go five Bakhtiaris Fields for those same reasons that Jimmy put out there. Um, I think we're going to get ahead of them pretty early and they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. Can't uh, change yours, Dan. No copy and Todd. I, I fall, I, 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 I fall on the mercy of the Bakhtiari gods. You're about to get fucking smited. <laughs> All right, guys, <laughs> let's wrap this up. Let the people know where they can find you. What do you got to promote this week? Todd. Uh, give me a follow at the Todd V. You will find everything I put out there. Tuesdays, I've got on Brandon off topic, as well as the MVS show on Game on Wisconsin. Wednesdays here with you clowns, and uh, Fridays, Jimmy and I put out a special uh, for our Patreon. Some some weekly bets. We started doing recaps on Sunday nights. Uh, those come out on Mondays as well. So join our Patreon over at On Brandon Off Topic, and uh, then I've got a couple more episodes of Walking Off coming out. Uh, wrapping up the baseball season. R.I.P. Yeah, Jimmy's heart broken, for the Brewers. Yeah, Jimmy. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Jimmy underscore C zero eight. Everything Todd just said, minus the baseball stuff, you'll find me as well. So just follow one of us, one of us, and uh, you'll find it on brand follow, off topic. Follow me. Yeah, yeah follow, follow me. me. Follow I me. Love, <laughs> I love Jimmy's Jimmy's follow. Follow him is it's follow Todd. He'll tag me all the important stuff. You'll find me that way. <laughs> That's really um, how on brand <laughs> Todd and Aaron always doing shit. And then Todd, Todd sent this email once. I was like, Aaron, can you do this? This this, Jimmy fuck off. <laughs> That's, <laughs> when he says I sent that email once, that is a weekly email weekly. that goes out. Yeah. I figure uh, <laughs> you can follow me at DK all the way on Twitter. Um, I've got this show every Wednesday. I've got my weekly uh, article on game on Wisconsin every Friday. And then every other Tuesday with uh, with Janelle Mackey and Eli Berkovitz, who are on Open Book in just a little bit. And speaking of those two, we actually recorded a video episode of uh, the Pack-A-Day podcast earlier today. It'll come out tomorrow where we got to sit down with former Packer offensive lineman Mike Wall and, uh, and talk with him about, uh, about his time with the Packers and uh, mental health around football and sports so it was a great interview we literally went about an hour long could have gone about two hours with mikey was really great so check that out over on the pack of day podcast youtube channel for producer nick for jimmy christensen for todd varney i'm dan connie your bartender saying so long everybody we'll be back here again next wednesday 8 30 eastern 7 30 central until then cheers the bears still suck and go pack go mac get him get him you gave him all time no no it's Cobb again it's Randall Cobb again. I'm gonna cry. No! 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 It's Randall Cobb again.